I'm a very like put all my eggs in one basket and not be like 50 50 of like, it's kind of cool, but it's kind of not, you know, I fully believe in like, if you want something to work, I, I, you have to put forth like full effort. Welcome to Honest Ecommerce, a podcast dedicated to cutting through the BS and finding actionable advice for online store owners. I'm your host, Chase Clymer, and I believe running a direct-to-consumer brand does not have to be complicated or a guessing game. On this podcast, we interview founders and experts who are putting in the work and creating real results. I also share my own insights from running our top Shopify consultancy, Electric Eye. We cut the fluff in favor of facts to help you grow your e-commerce business. Let's get on with the show. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of Honest Ecommerce. I'm your host, Chase Clymer. And today, I'm welcoming the show an amazing founder of an extremely unique product. I can't wait to dive into this one. Welcome to the show, Rayanne. Hey, how are you doing, Chase? Doing fantastic, dude. So Cloud Sharks, what types of products are you bringing to market for people that are unfamiliar? So Cloud Sharks, they're long story short, shark slippers. Um, so they're slippers, slides that look like sharks, and the cloud is pretty much the comfort of them. Very squishy, very comfortable. And um, yeah, this is our the first product we launched. It was it's our best seller to date. And we have a like a wide range of products now. We also have like winter ones and stuff. We have some for kids, whatnot, but that's the idea behind cloud sharks. So awesome. And where did this idea come from? So I was getting back into e-com about a year and a half ago. I took a break to finish school, get my degree. And I usually use websites like Alibaba to look at products and whatnot, just things that I've seen. And I saw those and you know, I thought they were pretty cool. Did my research across, you know, the whole e-commerce space, the market, everywhere, and um had never been introduced. Nobody had sold the product. And, you know, I ordered a sample. Um Talked to my girlfriend, my family. They're like, nah, it's okay. And um, I was like, I don't know. There, something was really special about them. And yeah, decided to take a shot. And um, it just kind of, kind of blew up from there. Awesome. So you said that you uh, were checking out websites like Alibaba and stuff to try to find a, a product that worked. Can you talk a little bit more about that? Yeah. So um, I would say like ninety percent of the world, at least the U.S., I would, I would think gets their products from. From China, um, Alibaba is the biggest global retailer, I think, in the world or wholesale retailer in the world, and it's just got a wide range of like products from like anything you can think of, like absolutely anything. And um, yeah, just kind of just scrolling, seeing whatever caught my eye, and it was something that immediately I was like, "These are kind of cool." And um, like I said, I got some opinions and kind of slept on it, and. Woke up one day, you know, gut feeling, intuition was like, I need to order a sample of these. And yeah. Awesome. So you get the sample in. How do you kind of go from this is a cool product to like, I think we have a, a maybe a potential business here? I didn't. Um, so whenever I've launched any businesses in the past, this was my first successful one. Anything I've ever launched never had proof of concept. I'm, I'm a blue ocean type of person. Um, I like to trailblaze, you know, be an innovator, whatever the case is. And yes, there was no proof of concept and no validation, no Google trends, nothing, nothing to say that, you know, this is a good product. It was just, I looked at it, you know, I tried them on. I was like, this, this is a good product. Like, um, I think over the years of being in e-com and, you know, developing my skills and stuff, you know, I just, just looked at it and had that hunch and 
I'm a really strong believer in like gut and intuition. And I just, just kind of went with it, you know? Awesome. All right. So you, you are feeling this product. And I'm assuming there's a lot of listeners out there that they're, they're feeling their own product. How do you go from like, I believe this is a winner to selling it? To, yeah, to like it becomes a winner. Um, I kind of just said, you know, like I said, I was just getting back in the econ, right? So kind of like a hiatus. And I was just like, you know, whatever happens, happens. I'm a very like, put all my eggs in one basket and not be like 50 50 of like, it's kind of cool, but it's kind of not, you know, I fully believe in like, if you want something to work, I, I, you have to put forth like full effort into actually like trying stuff. So, you know, made the website and was like, whatever happens, happens. But like, I'm dedicating my time, passion, energy towards this. I think it's really cool. And I believe it could be something. And um, we we launched, um, yeah, April 6, 2022. So we'll be hitting a year soon. And it was primarily TikTok ads. And within within a day, like AJ just took off, you know, we hit over 100k in the first 30 days. That's amazing. How, uh, how did you guys kind of crack the code with TikTok? You know, you kind of alluded a few times to your experience in e-com. Um, can you kind of bring that into the mix? Do you think that someone could have found a winning product like this and, and mimicked your success? Absolutely. I, I definitely, I definitely think it, it could have been mimicked. I think, um, I talk a lot about luck. Um, I've told a few people, some people on mentoring and just in general, like the skill set is, I think like 60, 70%, but I just happened to stumble on the product at that exact time when, and then when I researched the product, there was nobody selling it. So what I think is had I waited, let's say two, three, four months, this might not, we not, might not be here today, you know? So I think it was, it was definitely a mix of luck and just after having that hunch, have having that intuition of like, this is cool to just execution and speed and just like, like going all in, you know? Gotcha. So what was that execution? So like I said, we, we started primarily with TikTok ads and that took off immediately. And then I think what really was a big lever was at the end of April, when I was running TikTok ads, my account got suspended for a month because I was showing a Nike slide in my ad and they striked me with like copyright. And so I wasn't very familiar. I didn't have a lot of experience with Facebook ads. So I started using TikTok organic, which I'm sure you heard of. You know, everyone loves to talk about it now. And that's when things just really, really took off. Um, May was our second month. And I think we did almost 200K at about 40, 45% margins. So all of a sudden, you know, I have zero advertising costs and I'm just starting to rack up, you know, cash flow and being able to reinvest that immediately back in the business. Like I remember I didn't pay myself for like three, four or five months because every dollar was going back in. Like I had that momentum and it started with TikTok ads and then the TikTok organic. And then all of a sudden now I'm I'm pushing myself on Google. I hired an email guy, a Google guy, and just just like rapid started going omni channel and just really, you know, going at it. So what's the difference between, you know, your product and someone else is kind of sourcing the same thing from China. Like what what kind of uh work did you put in to really differentiate yourself? Branding. Um that's probably my strongest suit is going to be the creative side. So branding and like creative strategy. And once when I saw the momentum, I knew that I didn't have a strong barrier to entry because anybody could source the product and sold it. 
And at the time, I was shipping them from China, um, typical like drop shipping, you know. And I knew I had no edge with the momentum I was building. And, you know, with the eyes that I'm starting to attract, I know people are going to see, people are going to want to start selling it. So two weeks in, when I saw the momentum, I had um, the guys I was working with to drop ship the products. We had inventory in our China warehouse. And I was like, look, guys, this thing's taken off. We need to brand it right away. Like I need to start creating, you know, something, a community, whatever. And so within a couple of weeks, we added custom packaging, you know, a thank you card, um, pretty much doing anything we could to just start creating this like brand flywheel. And, um, that's, that's a really, that's what really started the, the, the separation from anybody who's, um, trying to sell it. And then as soon as I hired an email guy, that started helping with like retention and, you know, lifetime value, repeat customers. We started, um, doing product drops, um, and just, you know, expanding product lines, you know, customer service, making sure those were dialed in and just really creating that brand feeling, if you will, you know. I, I kind of just want to uh, ask a question that I know that our listeners w- will be curious about. And you don't have to give me exact numbers here, but uh, launching and kind of testing this product on TikTok, um, what kind of budgets were you spending like a week or, or a month just to really set expectations there? I think when I started the business, I had about three grand saved up. I was working a nine to five. I was working in cybersecurity. Um, so I was getting, I was making 50K a year. So I was like 14, 1500 every couple of weeks. And I remember I had about 2,500, 3,000 in my bank account. And um, I, I didn't really have a set budget of what I had. I just said like all my money that I make is going towards this. And I think I started, you know, 100 bucks, 200 bucks a day, 300 bucks. And the ROI was, it came back immediately because, like I said, of the, it being such a new concept, no, no proof of concept. And people just liked it. You know, what I, my intuition of this is a cool product gave me the ROI immediately. So it didn't require a lot of like initial budget. Like I got the money back instantly. And then we were, you know, we were profitable from the get and it was, Pretty much a rinse and repeat and just building off of that, you know. Hey there, merchant. Are you tired of trying to navigate the wild world of e-commerce on your own? Are you looking for a partner to help you achieve your goals? Look no further than the Shopify Plus agency, Electric Eye. Our team has a proven track record of helping our clients make millions with strategic design and development. Whether you're migrating from a legacy platform to Shopify, designing a new theme for your store, or just looking to optimize what you already have, Electric Eye is the perfect partner for you. Electric Eye are true Shopify experts. Not only is our Shopify knowledge unparalleled, but we have partnerships with all the best tech in the Shopify ecosystem. And don't worry, we're easy to get a hold of. Our clients rave about our fast communication. So here's the deal. If you're an e-commerce business doing over $1 million a year, you can receive a complimentary Shopify diagnostic from our team of experts. That's free, personalized strategic recommendations to improve your store and grow your business. To get started, head on over to electriceye.io slash connect to schedule an intro call with one of our experts. That's electriceye.io slash connect. Hey there, merchants. Are you struggling to get your Merchant Center ads approved but keep running into a price mismatching error? Wondering how your competitors are showing reviews, price, delivery, and product availability directly in search results? What if there was a way to get your ads approved for the first time and get more traffic without fighting for rankings? That's where JSONLD for SEO comes in. It's an app that helps you get more organic traffic to your Shopify store, qualifying you for over a dozen search enhancements. 
and provides all the structured data you need for Merchant Center. JSON-LD for SEO automatically adds the structured data needed and it's updated regularly as the rules change by Google. It's a hands-off SEO app that you don't need to monkey around with to get working. It's the safest, easiest, and most effective way to stand out from your competitors in search results. Contact us to get your free structured data audit for your store. Find JSON LD for SEO in the Shopify App Store to get started. That's J S O N L D for SEO or go to J S O N L D dot A P P, JSON LD dot app. Hey everybody, Chase here to talk about an amazing new product that's hitting the market. So what do brands like Warby Parker, Dr. Squatch, Vital Proteins, and Blinjet all have in common? They're all increasing their abandoned cart revenues by over 10x with Retention.com. Retention.com helps direct-to-consumer brands harness the power of identity to transform lost leads into sales and rapidly expand their abandoned revenues. Retention.com is giving honest e-commerce listeners 20% off their annual commitment. If you're not seeing the results that you want within 60 days, you can opt out at no charge. Head on over to retention.com slash honest. That's R-E-T-E-N-T-I-O-N dot com slash H-O-N-E-S-T to book a demo today. You mentioned that one of the points of the business was obviously branding and then starting to hold stock here in America. If you were to go back and do it all over again, would you do it exactly the same way or is there anything you'd change? So I think someone's asking that before. It's really interesting. I think if I were to go back in time, I would have transitioned to the US earlier or I would have waited. So we started moving inventory to the US starting mid-August, September. That was when the whole ball started rolling. We didn't start selling in the US until November. But the time that I... The, the way it worked out... And we started selling in the US in November, one of the busiest months of the year. I think the busiest um, Q4, Black Friday, Cyber Monday. I had no idea how to project inventory, how to forecast. I just ordered what I thought made sense. We had our best month. We did 400000 400, close to it and sold out of our inventory within a month. So now I was kind of sat here with no stock. That I, And I, ha- I had ordered more, but we had like a two-month lead time. So I, I sat there for like two months with very little cash flow. And like the business pretty much almost went down. Um, and if I think if I could go back, I would have made that transition earlier before that busy season or after Q4 and into Q1 2023. But all in all, um, like I said, I'm starting to hit the year mark. and I'm, I'm starting to think about like what I did and just the process and everything. And I don't think I would have changed anything else other than that. Gotcha. I know that one of the limitations that people run into with scaling a business as rapidly as you have is is kind of the financial aspect of it. So can you shed any light on how you pulled that off? Yeah. So the hardest part, you know, when what was that whole transition to the US because all of a sudden I have to, you know, drop a hundred plus thousand dollars on inventory and it's got a two month cycle, I think cash conversion cycle is what it's called, of like I'm not gonna see those returns um till we start selling. I think one of the biggest things that I did is what I see, at least what I think I see in the Twitter space is that, you know, people love the instant gratification of I'm making X amount, I need to pay myself X amount and I need to buy such and such. With me, it was like, I need more money so I can put 
more dollars back in the business. Like I told you, I didn't pay myself for forever. I was so scared to because I just wanted to keep building the business. Um, I just moved out of my mom's uh, house like four or five months ago. But previously, I was working in my garage. Um, I cleaned out the whole garage. I set up a whole workspace for myself and um, pretty much lived on... I had no bills, um, kept everything to a minimal. And like I said, just every dollar that was coming to the business was going straight back, whether it's to product expansion, you know, brand expansion, um, exploring new channels, hiring, you know, VAs, working on backend, you know, infrastructure stuff. And that's where I think really built, built me to where I am now, where I've, I've just set up solid, you know, structures and foundations, but back to, you know, the whole financial part, I think it's just, I was just really responsible and saw a vision once I got the momentum that I was able to to have that money available. And just as of, I think, four months ago, I started paying myself. And it's only about um, $2,600 a month. So not much at all. But I don't, you know, I, I'm not somebody who needs a lot. So gotcha. So what's what's uh, on on the next, you know, horizon for cloud sharks? What are you going to do? How are you going to grow this? What's next? So we just launched on Amazon. Um, that's starting to take off because there are some people who do sell ours on Amazon. Um, we did add a layer of branding to our slide, which is the logo to add some type of like proprietary stuff. <laughs> like I said, we launched on Amazon, which is you know taking off pretty well. We're diving into the wholesale space now. Um, we hopefully, I potentially just landed a, like a really large client. Um, and yeah, wholesale is going to be a big space for us because um, just the margins are great and just it's just the reach that you know we can get. Um, so we have two client, two potentially big clients that we're working with through wholesale. Um, and then as far as continuing to grow, my only limitation has been uh, inventory. Inventory requires capital, um, and really just building up you know the funds that I have to keep ordering more and more inventory. Um, because yeah, we're, we're, do we do on average about 250 to 300k a month? And that's only capped because of, you know, you can only scale as fast as your cash flow allows your inventory. Um, but we, we have the, you know, the systems in place to get to those half a million, six, 700,000 months. Um, and just really just continue to reinvest, continue to grow and to do it like at a sustainable pace so that, you know, things don't break. Awesome. Awesome. Now, uh, looking back on it, these last you know almost a year now, is does anything stand out as like a mistake that you made along the way that you want to like say, hey, everyone else, don't do this? Yeah, actually, you know, it's it's one of the reasons why um, cash flow has kind of uh, hindered me from scaling further. So it's not a bad, it wasn't a bad thing, but pretty much when the business started blowing up, and you know, a month and a half later, I quit my job, and I was like, that's it, I'm going all in on this. Um, I, the momentum kept growing. I was like, Oh my God, I need to hire. I need to hire, 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 you know, outsource, outsource everything. So I hired, you know, a Facebook guy. I hired an email guy. I hired a TikTok guy. I hired a CRO agency. I think I said email already. Um, I hired a Pinterest ads agency. Like I outsourced absolutely everything. And, you know, we, we grew, we scaled. Um, like I said, we started, I think, 
in August, we were doing 250K, 270K uh, consistently. And then, you know, the things were just going... I was so focused on, the, I guess, the day-to-day that I didn't have like my finances in check. I was just like, you know, sales are booming, like things are going, I'm working hard, like I'm good. And I started having a hunch one day that the money wasn't growing in my bank account. Or like things like we were do we were growing in revenue, but I was like, something's not right. It was like three in the morning before I went to bed. And I was like, I pretty much had this thought of like, I don't think I'm getting paid as much as I think I am. And so that led me to really dive into my financials, you know, looking at my PLs, looking at, you know, what's at, at the at the surface level, what's going in and what's going out. And long story short, more money was going out than it was coming in. And I pretty much had way too many operating expenses. Um, I was paying for too many people. I was on a lot of performance-based agreements. So as we scaled, you know, those fees grew. And I think it was like two or three three month period between like August, September, October, where we did close to, I don't know, I think like seven hundred thousand. And my I think actual take home after everything was like 10K, 15K. It's like like one percent, two percent margins, and um, that led me down a rabbit hole of like cost cutting and getting my basically becoming as lean as possible in the business. And that was probably that mistake happened, and I felt that mistake when we ran out of like we ran out of stock, and I had already ordered more inventory, but my bank account wasn't as high as it should have been had I been like more lean and. Yeah, so long like I said earlier, the, the business pretty much almost went down. I was I had I think seven grand in my bank account and I I didn't think I was gonna make it. Like I didn't think I was gonna pay for my be able to pay for my credit card bills and um yeah, I went through like a two, three week period of just like shutting down, didn't think I was gonna make it. And one day I talked to my dad about it because I, I my family knows I own a business and I run the business, but they don't really, you know, ask too much about it. My dad asked me like you know, what's going on? How's everything? I said, not good. And he pretty much gave me a pep talk, like, you know, get your butt up. Like, that's not who you are. Like, you're either going to make it or you're going to die, like trying. Like that was, that was the words. And, and I went home, woke up the next day and I was like, all right, let's, let's get it. Let's get out of this, you know? So, so operating expenses. Yeah. Making sure you have your finances dialed in. Gotcha. Uh, this has been a fantastic episode. It's just, you know, it's so surprising, you know, the, the, how fast you can scale a winning product yeah. and it, it just really comes down to products almost everything. No, I, I completely agree. I think once you have the right product, um, as long as, you know, you're marketing it the way you should, you have the creative side dialed in, which like I said, is my strong suit. Um, man, like, you could you could really take things far, you know. So yeah, is there anything I haven't asked you about that you think would really resonate with our audience? Nothing else that I can think of. Um, this is a little off topic. I wanted to give um, kind of a shout out to Sam Mendelson. He's the owner of Workspace Six. It's a uh, it's a big community of like I think minimum seven 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 figure brand owners. It goes all the way to nine. And he actually introduced me to your podcast and stuff. And um, yeah, one big thing I think that I haven't talked about is the whole networking aspect of things. I think being in a community like that, like I'm, I'm multi seven figure right now. There's people that are nine figure. So you know, if you think I'm smart, like there's people that are, 
you know, way above me and stuff. And uh, it's it's been like an amazing community. I just want to, you know, say a shout out to him and just like networking in general has been really big, especially like within that community and stuff. But yeah, I think you've covered everything. Absolutely. And we'll make sure to link down to his uh, community in the show notes of this episode as well. So people can check it out if they think uh, that's something that they might want to join. Cool. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for coming on the show. Thanks so much. We can't thank our guests enough for coming on the show and sharing their knowledge and journey with us. We've got a lot to think about and potentially add into our own businesses. You can find all the links in the show notes. You can subscribe to the newsletter at honestycommerce.co to get each episode delivered right into your inbox. If you're enjoying this content, consider leaving a review on iTunes that really helps us out. Lastly, if you're a store owner looking for an amazing partner to help you get your Shopify store to the next level, reach out to Electric Eye at electriceye.io slash connect. Until next time.